Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, tonight, our guest is uh, Brandon Staraki, the one of the co-creators of and co-writer of the comic book Avalon. Yep. All right. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we always like to start off with, how did you, <clears throat> you, you asked to be on the show. We're just always curious how people hear about it or whatever. Sure. I, I, uh, I've been a part of these, you know, a bunch of these things I've been trying to get more and more out there in the community and comic community and stuff like that. I think, I think I honestly stumbled across your guys' page on one of those, uh, Facebook pages and all that stuff. And I saw your guys' stuff. I saw some of your like clips and all that stuff. I was skimming through your interviews and all that. And huh. that would be cool to get on your show. So I figured I'd huh. see if I can get on it. Oh, it's you know, supposed that. And, and supposedly it's very easy. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, yeah, we're always looking. One of the cool things about doing this is we get to meet other co uh, creators and things like that. So that's kind of in here, their kind of shared experiences or whatever. So it's kind of it's uh, kind of why we do it. It's kind of sure, right? I mean, it's working. You know, you know, I found you guys. And yeah, here I am. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've only had a couple of people ask to be on the show, so it's usually yeah. it's always nice to hear. Oh, you want to be on? Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us about yourself. Uh, where do you live? Where did you go to school? That kind of stuff. Um, so I live in Erie, PA, and um, Alan does as well. I went. I just went to you know high school here in Erie, and um, I don't really. I, I've always had that creative kind of mindset and all that stuff. I never really did anything with it. I don't have any family, so I don't. I'm kind of learning as I go along here. Uh, but it's one of those things that I've always had like a thing for. My dad uh, is a big movie guy, so growing up, I was constantly watching movies and. You know, every day waking up before school and all that stuff, you'd have like a TV show on or something. <laughs> so it's constantly in my face. Um, but so I vote, yeah. So that over the time period, and as I got older, I started to love the creation aspect of things more and more. And then as I got into like senior year in high school, it's kind of like when this kind of idea sprung and all that stuff, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I wanted to go to the New York Film Academy, uh, which is in New York City. I went there, figured out it's way too expensive. So I came back home and just got a job just because you know bills start accumulating it start working and uh -huh. paying stuff so and then after i met alan and all that stuff we kind of collaborated and kind of are on the same page of trying to you know live our dream and create so uh have you made you're not making a living doing the comic book not no not yet hopefully hopefully well, soon but what do you do for your day job uh i work for the at the courthouse in uh erie Huh. I, work, I work with for the county and all that stuff so it, it's kind of like what pays the bills right now you yeah. know i'm trying to just get through all this stuff and hopefully soon here i can drop that and wow. jump on the good creative luck. thing you yeah, know good luck production that. and all that stuff that's the that's the dream as they say of course yeah um so uh did you have would you were in the comic books as a kid or is this just something that came so a little bit you know i was uh I really started getting into the comic books when I watched, you know, when I figured out The Walking Dead was a comic book. And uh, I've always, you know, no matter what, I've, you know, you've, oh, you've got to like the Batmans and all that stuff. Uh, so I watched, I, I read those and I, I bought some of those here and there, but I didn't really get into the comic community more and more until I started creating Avalon. Uh, and as I started meeting more people in the community and all that stuff and doing more in the community for the comic community and all that stuff, I started to grow a bigger love for comics. and trying to buy different comics to see you know different uh, how people do it differently and all that stuff and uh so yeah just over time recently i would say it's kind of like when i really started investing more and more time into the comic community right. and buying that stuff 
So you write with Alan Dingfelder? Yeah. Yep. And how did you two? You you're not lifelong friends, apparently. How did you guys meet? <laughs> no, no, we met about uh, how old am I? Uh, about five, five, six years ago. Uh, we met, and we he had stuff he was working on in the past. He he had a project, you know, uh, he's part of a band back then and all that stuff. So he has a kind of that creative element of himself. And when we met each other we were doing our stuff and then we kind of collaborated he was saying that he wanted to get back into doing stuff like that and just creating in general then i told him about this idea that i had back in high school and he liked it so then we started working out the kinks and then here we are you know then if you saw the front i don't know if i have a copy like this 1282 up here on the top yeah that's our, that's our production that we are uh currently trying to elevate alongside with Avalon as well and other projects that we're going to be working on that are kind of behind the scenes right now. But what is 1282? What's the significance of that? So it, the significance of 1282 is kind of like what we were both getting paid at the same time. We we're getting paid that rate, $12.82 while, <laughs> while, yeah, and uh, we had this, you know, this idea for this business. We wanted to do a business and it was a struggle at that time too, only making that much. Yeah. And we had, you know, it was just current life things and all that stuff trying to juggle life and trying to juggle our job trying to juggle uh this you know production that we're trying to get going it was it's kind of like a weird unique timeline for both of us so and it just flows off the tongue while we think so we're like hey that's a cool business thing so that's what we got so you're, you're saying there's other projects you guys are working on besides avalon yes yep we got we got a bunch of different things uh going you know kind of doing music we're doing we're uh, a couple other me and another person are working on a movie script uh working on other comic books currently behind the scene uh just kind of no, no time frame on these uh things that we're doing as well so it's kind of just like we're doing it as we can you know obviously avalon's out there avalon's our number one priority right now so but behind the scenes we're working on these other things to kind of put to the public we're hoping in the next year or so as well so we're, we're pretty excited with all the stuff that we got coming in the 1282 realm of everything but yeah hmm. it's a cool name um yeah so tell us about avalon um so yeah avalon is is gonna is basically listed in the zombie genre so anybody who's into like the genre in that way or post-apocalyptic kind of deal you, you, i believe this is the comic for you uh avalon is about the you're, you're you're reading this comic and you're following the fam the castle family through this whole journey and it's we're bringing a lot of traditional things from the genre and a lot of new things and a lot of things that I feel that in the zombie you know world and that goes with shows books or whatever things little things that I thought were missing so we're kind of implementing those things into uh, Avalon and so you're gonna basically go through this pandemic with through the eyes of the cast family like I mentioned and you're gonna see this fractured bond between the three brothers that it's kind of uh, written around is you know the story is going to be this big you know brotherhood and all that stuff these three brothers going through their problems with amongst each other alongside with this apocalypse that's kind of hitting them right in the face there and all that stuff so uh, if the way i kind of am presenting it to people as well if, if there's a bunch of thriller suspense there's noir kind of feelings in this there's real life a big thing that alan and i are really trying to focus on while we're going uh through issue to issue with avalon is bringing real life as much as possible to this comic and a lot of those comics kind of or a lot of those zombie genre things kind of go outside the realm of reality and all that stuff and they kind of get lost in that but we want to bring real stuff like real problems like people who 
who need like medication for anxiety and people who have pre-existing injuries like you know like heart problems you know maybe mm -hmm. some cancers and all that stuff going you know you're gonna you're gonna get real medical problems and stuff that people are gonna have to actually deal with and and something else that we're proud of as well a lot of people have told us is even from issue one because that's the only public one right now because we just funded our issue two but a lot of people said like the character interactions you know are like real people talking and you know there's there's awkwardness there's you know there's funny conversations there's just little things like that people actually kind of go through in your day-to-day -day when you talk to different people so we're, we're happy with a lot of the new things that we're bringing to the genre and the realism that we're bringing to it as well okay uh did you talked about uh, there's a pandemic I, I assume that turns people into zombies or yeah essentially yeah so we're so the zombie word isn't going isn't announced in issue one and we're we're trying to steer away from the zombie element or calling them zombies but yeah it, it's we're we're putting it in the zombie genre you're getting okay. these infected people you could tell they're infected you're going to see that they're infected and you're going to see the differences uh with our infections in different uh comics or zombies uh, from right. the past but uh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna experience a like basically a new pandemic and and what actually this idea originated obviously before COVID, but right. I've told people before in the past where COVID actually going through COVID actually helped us write better, right? Because yeah. there, there's a lot of things you guys you I'm sure a lot of people saw on the news on how people reacted to it. So a lot of those like little things that oh they people wouldn't act like that in the apocalypse actually happened just in COVID. Yeah. In COVID yeah. Don't, don't have people running around with infected people attacking people and all that stuff so so people do act in weird ways and all that stuff so th that actually helped our process kind of getting the public you know writing process of writing the public and this series going forward is a lot easier for us to do that so is there a vaccine in your world for this um nothing current Okay. Nothing, nothing Dang. that can really set, be said right now or no, tell, currently. Tell us all work. the stories all the way to the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so at the end here, no. No, I, I, but I'm just curious because, you know, COVID, part of it is they did come up with the vaccine and people are like, right. oh, I still, you know, I'm not getting that. Yeah. Right. And, and that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So a lot of a lot of COVID is going to be uh, anybody who's writing in this kind of genre. Is, yeah. is, it's, it's, it has to help people in some sort of way because yeah. there's a lot of things to use from what happened. You know, there's a lot of things that happen, a lot of tragic things that happened as well and so it, it's definitely good material to write in this kind of genre and going forward uh do you want to tell us what starts the pandemic or is that future that that's future stuff oh, okay. too that so that that's actually part of this uh, uh, i'll tell you this at least uh some of the side projects that we're working on because i'm working because i have a team around me it's not just me and alan and the artists we that's that's what i think makes avalon so great is because it's not just a couple of us. There's a team of people making sure this comic is kind of staying on tracks and all these little pieces that we're implementing are all kind of connecting. They're all, all the dots are connecting. There's nothing crazy. There's nothing that seems like, what the, you know, what the yeah. hell is that? Yeah. You know, that doesn't make any sense. It, it, a lot of people are looking at this and a lot of people are putting their, you know, their fingers and their eyes on it to make sure that this is staying on track. Okay. But yeah, that, to answer your question, that stuff will be answered in, in future, in the future. Okay. So, um, what is your process of your writing with him? What is what is that process like? Do you get together? Do you write and send it to him, or how does it work? So uh, that has evolved over the last, I would say, year or so. So basically, how it was for issue one was we would get together, uh, we would kind of 
draft up these ideas. How do we want this to go how, wh and all that stuff. And it actually took three drafts to get to the final project that's actually out to the public right now. And, and let me tell you, those first two drafts were not good. Those were, <laughs> we, we actually, I, we actually have a binder saved of the original script and it was horrible looking at it. it it's kind of funny to read uh, and to see where it, it's gotten today and all that stuff. But definitely that process has evolved. And, and what I've learned from that first draft is we've stretched that first draft up for issue one to probably about four issues into oh. the, the, the current four issues that we got written out. And, uh, and that process is very well, like made me think in the future that there, a lot of this stuff, cause I, cause I have a generic ending that I kind of have in mind, but it's not anytime soon. Um, but th definitely th that process has definitely made me think, okay, this can be flushed out even further than I thought, uh, in good ways, not like it's going to be told and be like, okay, when is this going to end or something like that? But <laughs> it, it definitely has that process where we're like, okay, this is, you know, we can really focus on this and stretch this out and okay, this can be sped through and, and, and that cycle going forward and all that stuff. So, so you, um, yeah. So do you guys write together or do you, how does that not not much anymore so basically the process now is i kind of i write down how i want each page to go in like paragraph form mm -hmm. then i go back through it and i write down panel form and then i add the dialogue and then i kind of send that to alan and i go what do you think what do you think we got here and all that stuff what what, what do you think works what doesn't work and then we kind of go through that when i have it the draft all the way done we both grow through it together we we we, it's like a puzzle we put all these pieces okay that doesn't work take that out put this here and we kind of adjust things as uh needed and all that stuff but that's that's the process that we've worked up to today and uh it was very important in the beginning was because that first issue is always important you want to you know leave that impact and build the world and the characters uh and have people invested in it but yeah that's kind of like where we're at today with how we're writing so how long is an is a typical issue um, it, it, it honestly varies because I really, we really banged out, I want to say like three issues very quickly. And um, I think it's just because that, that first issue is, has it set up so perfectly to the point where we can look at, you know, okay, we're really banging this out. And then we got these, the last like three, four issues done quickly. And, um, and now we're currently working on the second story arc, like the second season of all this stuff. Cause we're going to be looking at one six issues per volume is what we're doing. Okay. And we, we just basically finished completely. Uh, we just touched up issue six, but uh, first season's done with the writing process. Okay. So we're, we're working on the whole detail part of the season two. Okay. So is issue two, the second ep I'll say episode of season one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's going to take place basically. So you, so when you read issue two or issue one, you'll see how it kind of ends that there's two stories being told in issue one. There's, you know, you got the family side and then you got, uh, the oldest son, Andy's side, which is a police officer and he's working with his partner Miller. So we're telling two stories in one issue and you're going to, and it takes up where both of those things are left off from issue okay. one immediately. And each issue, I'll tell you this too, each, each issue coming back to back to back, is is telling is following up from the prior issue going forward in these first six uh, issues okay um so have you finished issue two or are you are you taking the money to actually do it so issue two is done artwork is done everything's done that needs to be done with issue two like uh the, the kickstarter is funded we're waiting for the money for that um 
art is done, everything's done. We, as soon as we get that money, we're gonna get the print. We're gonna get the books. Start shipping it out to our Kickstarters, uh, the Kickstarter backers, and all that stuff. We uh, actually have a public release after the Kickstarter set up for September 10th. For mm-hmm. every, for anybody up, you know, anybody who didn't get their opportunity to buy it, we're gonna ha- it's gonna be released to the public after that. Um, but yeah, it's um, we're excited for that. And is is three also done, or is that the yeah the writing is? But he's uh, the artist is about halfway done with the art work right. of it. And 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 actually, I wanted to mention this as well. Um, the artwork from issue one. It's the same artist. Artwork from issue one is different from two and so on. Uh, something he kind of he kind of grew along with us in the whole process and the writing process and all that stuff. He he grew with his art style as well. There's a different art style with issue two going forward. This okay. is going to be the the style going forward and all that stuff. In but it's definitely a lot better. He uses the grayscales a, uh, a lot better. He uses the black a lot better. The character designs are a lot better and all that stuff. And and it, I I think it adds like a whole more suspense like horror kind of look to it as well. The new style that he's going with, and we're pretty excited for that. Uh, and a lot to look forward to, especially with issue three. three. You know, having him watch, you know, having him send me the pages for issue three. It's, it's I'm definitely excited for for that to be done and kind of move forward with the Kickstarter for that uh, later in the year. Okay, so tell us about. I mean, so you have a who's your artist? Demetrius Nastos is our artist. He is a gentleman from Greece. Uh, I found him basically uh, a long process to find him. I was going on Instagram every single day. I was looking up the hashtag comic book artist. Mm -hmm. Every single day I'd scroll, scroll until I found something I think I like. I click it, look at the page, message him. And I would do that process for a while. And then after, you know, some time goes by, I ended up finding him. Right out of the gate, I knew he was going to be the guy. He's a go-getter. You know, know, he he loved art. You know, he loved work, you know. And talking to him each and every day and having him give me these pages each and every day too is, is wow. awesome but i'm so glad to have found him and he he literally makes avalon come to life and it's exciting yeah um uh, one question i thought of was uh, how many seasons do you expect avalon to last i so i've been thinking about that more and more as i've been doing more and more issues it's i don't have a i don't have a number yet now i'm thinking it's definitely season wise so they're going to be six issues a season basically so i'm thinking there's going to be probably closer to 10 basically off the top of my head i have i have four arcs that obviously not written down yet but i have four arcs in my head that i want to go with and i i i from like i said learning from the experience from issue one i've learned that those things that those things are expand you know i can do more i can get more detailed with things and we've been working on things more and more and it's easier to kind of do those things when we're writing issue to issue going forward because we're because uh, issue two we're kind of changing it a little bit to get the over scope of everything we kind of did that with issue one but we're being more organized with the set sorry not issue two the <laughs> second season uh, we're being more organized with it it was kind of like just back to back to back to back with the first season issue two we're kind of planning out the whole season and then doing the details but uh, like I said I, th- I to kind of answer your question I guess is I would say about ten seasons so you're gonna have 60 issues uh, probably yeah wow that's a it's quite ambitious <laughs> yeah and, and and that's subject to change as well just because like i said it, things details come together we're like oh yeah. this would be cool if we did this instead or this arc would be cool first and all that stuff but that's kind of what i'm thinking right now 
So is your book uh, colored or is it just black and white or? So one thing that we really wanted to focus on, it, 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 it was hard in the beginning because as you, you as you guys know, it's like, do you guys do your own art? No. Or do you pay? Okay, so you guys know that artwork, it's, it's expensive. Yes. Yeah. So, so one thing, so <laughs> yes, one thing is, is, yeah, so one thing is, is like, okay, we, black and white is obviously cheaper. So, but I wanted that, I wanted red, I wanted the blood. And then I don't remember who thought of it. Alan and I were talking and we're like, what if we made the last page color? So the last page is color. You're gonna get hit with. You're gonna get hit in the face with that. When that page turner, you're gonna see the whole thing in color. You're gonna see it, see it through our perspective, how the, the way we're thinking about it in our head and all that stuff. And it just adds. We believe it just adds that unique kind of touch to it. The whole thing you're reading in black and white. It keeps you in that suspense, that horror look, and all that stuff, and keeps you in the moment and dark. And then you get hit with that splash of color at the end. And and I personally haven't seen something like that too. So I think it's kind of like a cool kind of thing. That kind of came to our minds when we were talking about the whole production part of it all. Uh, but that that so you're getting both black, white, and color. All right, but it's just one page out of yeah, out of twenty four. Okay. Um, and who does your lettering? You want to give them credit? He, he does as well. Oh, okay. he he does all the all the visual stuff that you're going to be seeing. He he does a phenomenal job on it. He does it all. He's he's. And he, and he does it for good a reasonable rate, huh? No, yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, that's good. Definitely uh, lucky. Yeah. No, we we're, we're uh, we pay, we pay our <clears throat> our artist and our colorist and our letterer, who's part of the family. I still pay him. <laughs> the, the only person who hasn't made money is him and me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely get that for sure. I, yeah. I, I people ask me all the time, "Did you profit off it?" I'm like, "We're not gonna." profit off for a while you gotta you gotta put money into it before you get anything yeah yeah um we're working on issue 21 at the moment yeah so yeah and how, how's that journey been uh it's been fun yeah it's <laughs> and expensive and oh yeah um you kind of wish people would uh you know want to buy it and read it and all that i mean we had a couple of kickstarters but the other thing you should find is people give you the money for the Kickstarter and they actually never read the book, you know? Yeah, and, like, and, and right, and that's one thing, too, that's like, come on, just, I, I understand. That's the problem, though, is, like, a lot of people you know or whatever, they don't, they're not comic people, and so it's like trying to sell a comic to somebody who don't read comics is, is very hard that yeah. I've learned in the last year here, yeah. almost, uh, is, but... But it's it's definitely a work in progress. We're we're, we're confident that we're going to get a lot done here in the next this following year coming up. Here. Right. Uh, like this year, we've been really trying to focus on local uh, and and kind of our, our surrounding counties and cities as well. And uh, but we've been doing we've been doing going everything's been going to plan, I guess. So that's I guess kind of good. Our goals are we're we're aiming low and we're kind of getting those things accomplished, and then we're going to start getting a little more and more as time goes on. So, uh, from your Kickstarter, which you've which funded, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. What was your favorite reward? Our favorite reward, I would say, is trying to is is that uh, the double one because we're doing we're doing two different covers, uh, the cover A and the cover B is is getting that reward, and I'm I'm excited personally to get that those two covers in physical form because those two covers we're really excited about. He, the artist did a phenomenal job on those two covers. Uh, a lot of those were actually the cover B was a lot of his idea because I had a different idea originally, and 
he thought certain things he did as he had his artist, you know, his art mind go wild. And I was like, you know, what? I go for it. I, I, I like what you're saying. Let's see what you get. And then he really did it. And it came out great. I don't know if you guys saw it or can see it or whatever, but uh, they, they turned out very well. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I, I backed it. Um, uh, so, and, I, and then you get to pay him for the two covers, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. work, works out great for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the things when we were doing the Kickstarter, they were like, oh, do you have any variant covers? I'm like, I'd like you to have one, you know? <laughs> I'm paying for right. it. I don't have like, oh, yeah, I've got six or seven. Some people have like, you know, 20 variant covers. I'm I know. Like, like, How do you pay for them? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm like, what are you coming up with this money from? And, yeah, and, yeah. and that's just the thing. It, uh, and people get different artists to do it as well. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to pay different people different things. I'm like, and I was just talking to, because uh, we have, uh, I collaborated with two other people who are doing zombie comics as well. And I asked them this question. I guess I'll ask you guys, you guys this question as well as, do you think it, do you guys, so do you believe in the role where you get a haircut by your barber and you can't cheat on your barber, right? Right. Right? Okay, so I do you believe in the, the same barber for, well, they've been for like 25 years. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, do you believe in the thing where, okay, is it cheating on your artist if you have somebody do a variant cover? Well, see, now I asked the artist that question, and okay. she did not have a problem with it if we did that. But I, I felt like if I just didn't mention it to her and had it done, I would feel like that was cheating. Yeah, that was something that I was talking to those, uh, the other people in our, uh, in that Zombies Live group that we kind of collaborated on. I was asking them, and they, one, half of them were saying, uh, yeah, it, it's cheating. Half of them were like, oh, no, it's just, you know, you talk to them just like you were saying. You talk to them, you say, hey, uh, is it fine if I do a variant cover and all that stuff? But I don't know. I think it's cheating. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm invested in my artist and all that stuff. I love the work that he does, and he gives me and all that stuff. So I'm going to try and give him as much credit as in all the things as possible. But sometimes I guess the idea would be that people collect variant covers, and if, for the Kickstarter, you can have like, you know, 20, and somebody, somebody will buy all 20, you know. I guess that's yeah. what you're going for. Yeah. But then you have to have them all printed up. and you know. Yeah, um, that's the whole thing with it, yeah. 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 Uh, so how do people, f besides the Kickstarter, and they're on your website, or how do people find your comic book to buy it if they wanted to? So uh, after the Kickstarter, so which, which has ended right now, we're going to act once September 10th comes up and we're releasing it to the public, we're you can buy it on our Shopify app. We have a Shopify store set up. Um, it's as simple as looking up avalonecomic.myshopify.com or look us up on any social media platform. We have a link tree linked on all of those on our bio. So easiest way to do it is just find us on anything, uh, Facebook or something. And it's, it's, it's in there. And that would be the easiest way to find it outside of the Kickstarter. So if someone, I'm just curious, if someone buys it, you don't have like, you don't have like a stack of them printed up there. You have it printed and sent to them or how, how does that? Oh work? yeah. I have my whole room's a disaster. It's just <laughs> comics laying around everywhere. There's yeah, I have printed out comics of issue one everywhere. We actually just put up the PDF uh, version of issue one on our Shopify app as well. So if somebody that doesn't live in the United States wanted to buy it or whatever, they can buy it off the PDF. They're <laughs> You're just not going to ship it to them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you, know, <laughs> you know how that is. Huh? Yeah, it's really expensive, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing. So, yeah, my room's a disaster. I have everything printed. And so how many, how many do you have sitting around? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, for issue one, I probably have... I'm looking at the boxes. Uh... Probably just less than 100 or close to 100 left wow. uh, of the... I just did a second print 
don't know, maybe the beginning of summer hmm. or middle summer. I did a second print for issue one. So I don't know. Wow. It, uh, where I find to do the best, uh, sell the best physical copies after the Kickstarter is at like live events, like where we do signings or because uh, we're doing a Comic Con coming up here in our, lo in our local city here as well. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you about uh, have you done a lot of conventions? Yeah, mostly just book signings at different stores, local stores, and then we went to a couple places like an hour outside. I went to Ohio and all that stuff. And ne like next year coming up, we're really going to be pushing uh, New York and Pittsburgh area and more Cleveland area because I've been like Ashtabula, which is uh, like our hour and a half or hour away from Erie or something like that. So, uh, but we are doing a convention. We're doing the Erie Comic Con September. It's a weekend of the, September 16th, and actually Erie has an Erie Horror Fest as well. We're doing that oh. in October too, so that's going to be a cool thing. I've never been There's... to one of those, and we're excited for that. You also have a Patreon? Yes, uh, that's something that we're we're doing slowly. You know, it's just a dollar a month to kind of see behind the scenes stuff. You know, just you know pencils of certain pages. You get early access. We actually just uh, put the first three pages out on our Patreon. If you want to see the first three pages of issue two for just a dollar a month, you, you can just jump on there and do that. That's, that was kind of a cool thing, I think. But That just seems like a lot of extra work. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it definitely is something that, that, that's it's only a dollar a month, so we're not we're not diverting a lot of attention to it. If, if people want to jump on it and it's starting to get more and more people jumping on it, then we're going to invest more time in the Patreon. But until then, it's going to be a simple dollar a month we're going to put behind the scenes stuff here and there, get early access stuff. You're going to see, you know, cool ideas and behind the scenes stuff, like I mentioned. Uh, so it, it's kind of like, I don't know, I'm learning Patreon as I go along. It's the first time I've ever had a Patreon. <laughs> so who's the ideal reader for Avalon? Anybody who likes zombies, you know, and, and just family and just who likes real life interactions with each other. You got, I guess to lump it all up anybody you know i, I think but to, to make it easy world, it would be anybody yeah the world everybody want read it no i think and alan said it best in our early interviews when we were first starting our kind of promotion was just avalon literally does have a little bit of something for everybody and and that's one of the cool things that we do going forward and that we actually have in the first six issues here when i when i go through those it just it really does and and, and it, he couldn't have said something more true and I didn't say it. I'm going to give him all the credit for it, but he he definitely definitely said hit the nail on the head with that one because it really is. And I'm not trying to like just be like, oh, I don't you know uh, this. Uh, I don't know what to say. So here, but it, it really does. It has its thriller aspects, like I mentioned. It has its family problems. It has you know the apocalypse. It it has all that kind of stuff. It's it, it's it's a cool kind of uh, new look in, in in the genre in the zombie genre. Okay. I always ask people, have you read Power Squared? No, I have not. Oh, I have to get your stuff. We stop. have to end this conversation. No, um, <laughs> no I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I haven't read your stuff yet either, so I guess it's fair as fair. So, yeah, the, yeah you got to cut me some slack here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have 13 issues out, so come on. I know, I know, I know. I, I, I got I to go on your stuff. Well, hurts, when you have man. the Kickstarter, are you going to do a catch-up tier for your, uh, your Kickstarter? Uh, I don't think so. With this... We've done this. Uh, we've had two Kickstarters, and it's basically been the same thing over. Uh, we uh, we have an on-demand printer uh, in England, Artith Merrick, and they uh, wanted us to put together five issues as, as a graphic novel. So we did that, okay. and we had a Kickstarter 
three years ago, like 2019. Yeah. And it was, you know, we, we funded it and all that. And then they wanted to do a French translation of it to sell in Europe. And okay. so we went back through and we, our first five issues were a learning process for us. You know, we didn't know what we were doing when we started. And we right. actually changed artists after issue five um, to get a different style. Um, and uh, they wanted to, to do that again. So we went back and kind of redid some of the dialogue. And we didn't change the artwork because that would be too expensive. But we changed some of the dialogue and kind of remastered it. And That's then, cool did it again so it basically it was sort of going back to the same people and say hey it's kind of like it was before but it's different so it was it's it funded but it wasn't as successful as i think it could have been so yeah. we want to kind of move on to something else you know uh issue six and seven yeah <laughs> so we'll probably do another at some point do a, a uh, another uh yeah that's not a hurt back um we call it trade paper trade back trade a trade paperback yeah we'll do one of those probably for some other issues and see but yeah um yeah anywhere i can get your guys stuff and like uh, all of them because i want to ever read it because i don't <laughs> i don't just i don't read just one of them i have to when i'm when i get a story and i start reading something i want to i want to keep going with it. i'm not well, i'm the, very selective with what i read though so if i'm grabbing your guys stuff i'm reading all of it so. okay well that's good uh it's uh we have a um uh, because, as we were telling you earlier, the, our main action, our main characters attend San Romero Community College. On our website is the campus store, and there's a link there to everywhere you can buy each issue, uh, physical or, or digital. So I uh, expect to see some sales and your name attached. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have a printer in, in the U.S. and a printer in England and a couple of digital outlets. So yeah, that's awesome. That's that's, that's cool that that's actually like not, not I, I don't want to say it's cool. That's actually a thing because that's not what I mean. But <laughs> I can't think of what else I wanted to say. Right. It's cool that you guys have it. You know, something going on here in the U.S. and then something that's going on over the U.K. and then you said with like the France, the uh, doing it in French. If that happens, yeah, it hasn't happened yet. But yeah, yeah. The idea was cool. that they like supposedly in in uh, I guess France and yeah, the country to Belgium. Yeah. Whatever they like, comic books, and it, they call them BDs. Yeah. And uh, you can buy them everywhere. It's not like just at a store or whatever. You go yeah. to a convenience store, they sell them and all that kind of stuff. So they want to get into that market. And they were trying to use some of their series, their ongoing series, to get in there. But I don't think they've actually made that leap yet. So we're still waiting. But yeah, no, uh, it's uh, part of it is you, you do want people to read it and you want people to re to tell you what they think and you know yeah right yeah not just buy yeah I know what you're saying like that, yeah. like how you were earlier saying it's just not just buy it and then just let it sit on your desk or something you want yeah. people to read it and you want because exactly you're writing this for people to read right you know? right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly and that that's just the thing though too and I that's why I can't wait to get a bigger audience as well I just I want to hear the feedback I want to hear what people think about it and and how I can get better and how the story can get better and all that stuff. That, that's that's the exciting part for me because uh, that's that's one of the things with the whole process that I've been working on here is I, I've been trying to get better in this whole kind of thing more and more as time goes on and surrounding myself with people who know what they're doing and making me better. What is the what is Avalon? Is that a place? So Avalon, uh, I can give you very basic a, a very basic answer here it's, it, it's three things in this story i'm not gonna tell you what those three things are okay but uh 
but the, but you will know what those three things are uh, in the in, in the time frame when, as we're telling the story. You're going to learn what those things are more and more, and uh, we're excited to kind of tell that story w- within this. It's a kind of like a uh, what do they call it? It's like a subplot, yeah. You know, kind of deal where it's like we're telling a story within a story. It's it's going to be one of those cool things, you know, because if you just search Avalon on Google, you're just going to get like the story of King Arthur or yeah. whatever. But there's a deeper meaning to it. And there's more than one meaning to it, so we're excited for people to uh, see what that's all about too. Okay. So, and, it, and it just it's just a cool name, I think. Too. Yeah, it, no, it's it's yeah. a good name. Um, so where would people find out more about you and about Avalon? You could I, you could find more about us on because uh, we still have our Kickstarter like on our link tree, and the reason we have it on there is just so people if they wanted to see what we're about because we have who we are, Alan and Demetrius are me, Alex, Alan Demetrius. We have a basic synopsis of what Avalon is, you know, other stuff. You can find us on the Kickstarter and look all that stuff up. We have, like I said, you can find us basically on any social media platform. We have a link tree link to all of it. And to buy them going forward will be on the Shopify app that we have linked on there as well. Uh, but just, just look for this name everywhere. Hopefully you see it more and more. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Yes. So uh, until next time, uh, thanks for for being on the show. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared.